Welcome to Knowledge Counts, a podcast of the Canadian Institute of Quantity Surveyors. Today, we're talking with Arif Gaffer about prompt payment and adjudication. Arif, what's prompt payment and what's its objective? Thanks, Wendy. Um, Late payment has and continues to be a growing problem right across uh, the construction industry in Canada. This is not unique uh, to any particular part of the construction industry or any particular Canadian jurisdiction. Uh, The problem of not being paid sufficiently, or in fact in a timely manner, and the disputes that arise have been subject to uh, um, legislation in many, many countries. Places like the United Kingdom, the Republic of Ireland, Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand, uh, a whole host of countries, right all the way through to Singapore and, and and the United States. It's very much an international matter. I remember when I was in the UK, Uh, around the mid-90s, in fact around about 1994, when Sir Michael Latham published a report called Constructing the Team. This was a wide-ranging review of the the UK construction industry and it was commissioned by the government. Uh, It looked into all sorts of different practices. This This report painted a picture of the UK construction industry that, to say politely, uh, was not too kind. There were some serious problems. Um, There was a requirement for some quite sufficient, uh, quite significant repair. Um, It was interesting that uh, in his report, uh, Sir Latham concluded, uh, to use his words, it's no longer possible to do nothing. That option can be disregarded. And I think that's certainly very relevant to this topic. Uh, There is always always a catalyst, and... uh, uh, this report was that catalyst for a call to action for further reports, and in fact there were a number of uh, uh, reports following that uh, report in 1994. There was, uh, there was dialogue and there was prompt payment legislation that has now been in place in the United Kingdom for over 20 years. Uh, locally here in Canada, uh, for, for many years, many, many years in fact, various stakeholders have been lobbying the Canadian government at all levels. Um, and they've really been looking for legislation uh, to ensure that uh, uh, money, money not only moves in a timely manner, but also in a complete manner uh, through, the whole construction, uh, through the whole construction supply chain. Uh, the objective of uh, prompt payment uh, and the legislation that comes with it is to ensure that there is a structure around payment applications, reviews, assessments, and resolving payment disputes in a manner that's not just efficient, but also importantly economic, and I stress that economic. Uh, so in other words, uh, uh, you know, quickly and uh, cost-effectively. Who benefits from this legislation and how does it work? Well, um, you can imagine the effect of uh, late and uh, insufficient payment on, on a company, uh, primarily uh, smaller enterprises like uh, trade contractors, who are a very, very important part of the construction ecosystem. Uh, and I use that term ecosystem very intentionally. Uh, construction is complex in terms of people, uh, in terms of processes, and variability, and I believe that almost each project, irrespective of size, has its own ecosystem. Uh, when I say construction, um, you know, it could be it could be a house, uh, it could be a hospital, and could range into substantial infrastructure like power plants, uh, roads, um, bridges, and many of those developments that we see around us, community centres, whether they are new build, whether they are refurbishment, whether it's a greenfield site or a brownfield site, whether it's private sector or public sector, it's certainly very, very diverse. Uh, Just imagine the extent of the overall problem where cash flow is disrupted uh, for any of these particular stakeholders or any of these particular jobs. 
These cash flow challenges frequently percolate to all levels, to all levels of the supply chain, and right down to families of the individuals who work for many of these organisations and many of these stakeholders. Everybody's impacted. It really is a serious matter. Um, for example, in Ontario, the province introduced the Construction Act in 2017, and many believe that that will reshape uh, industry practices by making a number of changes and, and, and introducing essentially provisions. And I'd like to highlight three of the three aspects um, uh, in particular. The first is modernization. These are updates to uh, the construction lean and holdback rules uh, that have remained unchanged. They've remained the same for decades. Uh, the second is, is a prompt payment. These are the creation of a prompt payment system uh, and the key word, the key word here is system. And, and the third is interim dispute resolution or adjudication. This is having a process for speeding up the resolution of any disputes as a, as a project uh, proceeds through its normal construction life cycle. As I mentioned earlier, the objective is to promote timely and sufficient payment on construction projects. This is done by setting deadlines for a cycle that requires the submission of the general contractor's invoice to the owner and payment of that invoice by the owner. The payment by the general contractor to the subcontractor and the subcontractor's payment to other subcontractors and suppliers down the chain. It is structured. This all means that there are notification and payment deadlines at all levels of the construction pyramid. And as you know, the construction pyramid has lots and lots of participants. And I just want to come back to the 2017 Construction Act in Ontario. The overall approach of this legislation was to target the swift resolution of payment disputes that typically arise in the cycle across a number of scenarios. So this could be the value of work. This work can be either services or materials. This could also be payment for changes. These changes can extend to items such as change requests, change orders, change directives, and also, as important, of course, is non-payment of progress, regular progress payments. These can be items such as interim uh, payments as the work progresses, to holdbacks, and to set off. What's the current status of prompt payment legislation in Canada? That's, uh, Wendy, that's, that's an extremely relevant question. Um, uh, the simple answer to that is it differs. Um, legislation at the uh, provincial uh, territorial and federal levels is at various stages of enactment and review right across Canada. Reforms range from conversations to structured dialogue to bills that, as you know, subsequently are introduced into legislation. And these legislation, this legislation becomes uh, acts. As these acts are statute, one cannot get out of such legislative requirements. It's mandatory. It's the law. It's backed by the courts. Um, as we stand today, prompt payment and adjudication has been legislated by Ontario, Saskatchewan, uh, Nova Scotia and by the federal government. These are all at different stages of implementation. Other Canadian jurisdictions either have no changes planned to legislation or there is a draft legislation working its way through the legislative functions. Every jurisdiction is different. For example, in Quebec there is a pilot phase underway for prompt payment. They are trying or testing it out, as one would say. Um, it takes time and different approaches. For example, in the case of Alberta, I believe that Alberta infrastructure has been implementing prompt payment clauses in its various contract forms since 2016. That in itself might not be enough. 
Various Alberta industry associations have voiced their interest in implementing a prompt payment regime in a statutory form, i.e. as legislation. It's gradual. Like anything new, particularly something that requires consultation and new legislation, the process sometimes tends to be slow and rather time-consuming, so it's understandable. But overall, I do think it is fair to say that prompt payment has landed in Canada and it is gradually and increasingly being enacted. It really does seem governments, irrespective of political stripe, seem focused to make it work. It has certainly been a long time in the making. How are disputes resolved and how does adjudication work? Uh, This is is achieved essentially as uh, part of a new uh, interim uh, dispute resolution regime, um, adjudication. Uh, Adjudication is aimed at uh, at basically preventing payment disputes from delaying work on projects and and ensuring that money, as I mentioned earlier, money uh, flows uh, during construction. This is primarily done by ensuring that payments are not only uh, processed efficiently, but also by reducing the time and money that's often spent on litigation. Other than the time and cost that I've mentioned on a number of occasions, litigation really does often strain that relationship between owners, uh, contractors and, 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 and subcontractors. In fact, some will argue it's necessary in some instances. Adjudication takes place in a private and often provides a decision which is immediate. It's practical and it's sometimes substantial. Also, adjudication is a stopgap measure where an interim binding a decision is made within a predetermined time time window. That's, this time window is usually short, and from a matter being referred to adjudication to there being a determination, it can be up to six weeks. It's quick. Recognising that there are always particular nuances of each dispute, there are some key aspects that one should consider. It all really starts with a payment dispute between the parties. As I mentioned earlier, that could be due to a number of causes. For example, there is a disagreement and the parties don't see eye to eye. A common occurrence, as you know, in the construction industry. One party, called the referring party, issues a dispute notice to the other party, called the responding party. Both parties then agree to a person to be the adjudicator. They both typically share the costs of the adjudicator equally. If they cannot agree on the adjudicator, then a government selected entity selects an adjudicator. For example, under the Construction Act in Ontario, this is known as the Adjudicator Nominating Authority, or ANA. This is a private company that has been appointed by the province following a competitive procurement process. The ANA is required to perform specific tasks which essentially extend to training, qualifying and appointing adjudicators. In parallel, the ANA is required to establish a code of conduct and prepare annual reports. The role of the ANA is substantial. It is really broad um, and it's an important role. Just coming back to the process of the adjudicator. Once selected, the adjudicator receives details of the dispute and the relative positions from the referring party and the responding party, the two parties to the adjudication. The adjudicator then reviews the submissions and engages other experts. The adjudicator then reviews the submissions and engages other experts if required and arrives at what is termed as a determination. 
This is basically a finding or a decision. These experts I mentioned can be engineers, can be architects, quantity surveyors, professional individuals that have subject matter expertise that the adjudicator deems necessary to arrive at a determination. Where the determination requires one party to pay the other party, then this has to be done typically within a uh, certain timeline. If after the adjudication the party owing money refuses to pay the other party, then there are remedies. In the case, for example, where a contractor is not paid, the contractor can suspend further work under the contract and that determination is enforceable in the courts. It is interesting that the experience of uh, other international jurisdictions is that only a small number of matters typically go from adjudication to litigation or arbitration. Adjud adjudication is intended to be impactful. So how will this impact quantity surveyors? Well, um, I believe that prompt payment legislation uh, could impact uh, quantity surveyors uh, heavily, uh, in fact, uh, irrespective of the tasks that they, they deliver. And, and these tasks, you know, often uh, require the delivery of items such as uh, defining scope, uh, taking measurements, uh, moving to, to, to estimates and compiling budgets, and also irrespective of the roles, which can range from the procurement and administration of contracts um, or uh, payment certification, independent certification, uh, and, and many other uh, specialist uh, services. As you know, Wendy, Nowadays, what quantity surveyors deliver in Canada is perhaps broader than it used to be. Um, I just want to come back to disputes. Um, th there is really more to it than, than a payment being made uh, later than planned. Uh, this resulting in disputes that require uh, resolution quickly and economically. Uh, there can be a situation uh, where there are differences that have led to disputes for items, uh, for example, items of work that relate to scope, uh, to measurement, uh, perhaps even to pricing and evaluation uh, uh, tasks that I mentioned earlier. These ingredients or components of disputes are all aspects of, uh, of what quantity surveyors typically get involved in, irrespective of whether they work on the consultant, uh, the owner, the contractor, trade or supplier side, uh, across the full bandwidth. This involvement of a quantity surveyor can range from a consultant preparing an estimate or budget for an owner to an administrator reviewing payment applications for a contractor to a subcontractor representative that has prepared and priced a change request or a claim. Uh, there is one commonality though, and I'll stress that. There is one commonality. Uh, that is that those engaged directly in the commercial aspects of projects, including quantity surveyors, will need to be vigilant. Um, they will need to be detailed and focused in providing uh, accurate advice. And, and, and having in place thorough paperwork, as this will all come under increasing scrutiny. Uh, with these new timelines and new processes that I mentioned, uh, a matter going to adjudication may create a competitive advantage or uh, expose construction stakeholders to the risks of uh, adverse uh, adjudication determinations or awards you know, that are enforceable, um, um, as I mentioned earlier, as court orders. Uh, an another way to put it is that the better prepared party in adjudication may be in a stronger commercial position. Um, in my view, it will all not always come down to records and more records, but rather be also being proactive and uh, prepared to launch as the referring party or defend 
uh, you know, as the as the uh, as the responding party in a clear, succinct uh, uh, manner with positions that are fully supported. It is harsh, uh, but reputations and balance sheets will be at stake, and sometimes difficult decisions uh, 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 need to be made to pursue or defend prompt payment. It may be interesting to know that uh, experience, uh, for example, in the UK. Uh, has shown that uh, um, uh, the whole prompt payment and uh, uh, adjudication experience has created uh, uh, not only opportunities but also risks and many risks for construction stakeholders. Will these reforms fix the payment problems in the construction industry? Um, it's a start. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a solid start. Uh, like many like many other people, I really hope that it does does fix these uh, these payment problems. It's certainly needed. Um, you know, having been in Canada now for, for, for about 18 years, I've seen the tremendous hard work uh, that people have done in pushing these reforms and pushing these reforms forward. I have little doubt, I have little doubt that we will continue to see further changes uh, to things such as uh, lien legislation and, uh, and also prompt payment, across, uh, uh, prompt payment, of course, right across Canada. Uh, this really is part of a global movement. Um, that global movement is uh, is uh, focused on uh, achieving pay- prompt payment um, uh, reforms. In the case of adjudication, um, uh, some call it rough justice. Um, I prefer to call it necessary justice. In my view, this has been long overdue. As I mentioned earlier, uh, as uh, Sir, Sir Michael Latham said in his report in 1994, it is no longer possible to do nothing. Uh, that option can 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 be disregarded. And I don't apologize for repeating that quote. Uh, we're seeing a huge change. Uh, we're seeing a really huge change right across uh, Canada. Um, I believe that prop payment and, uh, and uh, adjudication uh, is the emerging norm in Canada. Thanks for joining us today. For Knowledge Counts, I'm Wendy Hobbs.